1: That's right, Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, or by
2: law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode of Misery Hunters is brought to you by Paisley Craft Beer Co., Paisley's number one and only craft beer venue. You can sit in and take away, and we've also just introduced a local delivery service. So, if you live in the Hampshire area and are looking for craft beer, we can deliver the same day if you order before 1 o'clock. Next day delivery is well for any time after that. Minimum order is £20. Any orders over 60, you get free delivery. So, what are you waiting for? Go to paisleycraftbeer.com. That's paisleycraftbeer.com. Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn, and joining me is Mark Chardon. Easy! Easy! Uh, And that puts the pressure on the next guest, uh, Andrew Christie. (laughs) Hell (laughs) hell. And Sam Smith.
0: We are the people. Cool. Uh,
2: We are the people, because people who win games, and (laughs) win games fanatically.
0: Yeah, thank
2: you. Asling segue Jamie <laughs> that's, that's glorious. <laughs> uh, to be fair, when I said that, I thought of that guy, you know, the TikToker. It was like, we are the people who go home to their beds. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to Sam, seeing that he even made the highlights and looked like he was having a great time
0: i did have a great time. I mean, I would have had a better time if I'd decided to drink before the game and know just when the second goal went in. But you know, it was a, probably the most I've enjoyed watching us in a long, long, long time. I think I know. Even I think even though we only had thirty percent of the ball, it's what we done when we had when we had the ball. We were ruthless on the counter attack, and Dundee United are really lucky that it didn't end up a few more. I think we were denied either. A stonewall penalty, which will obviously touch on the young got get a pretty shite offside call given against them. Eh, Their keeper, I mean, they free selling front and stuff. We're going to give him the credit. I seen he made saves because it was not really that good. But eh, nah, he, I, it there was just really chuffed. As I say, just the most entertained I've been watching as in a a long, long time.
1: I think most of the kind of narrative since the game has been about. Dundee United and Jack Ross. And don't get me wrong, that's a really fun story, obviously, how much they're struggling, but like they were bad, but we made them bad. We played so so well, we Mm -hmm. just nullified every part of them. Like it was it was one of the most kind of complete performances I've seen from us in a while. It's like it's a performance Stephen Robinson has been kinda threatening we're gonna do for for a while now. And I think it's probably kinda bought them a lot more fans that maybe on the fence about him, and I. It was just, it was just, it was beautiful to watch. Just three incredible counter-attacking goals, and just they, they weren't Dundee United. Never looked like they were going to do anything, and yeah, just it was an absolute pleasure to watch.
3: We all, um, we all tore into Robinson, and rightly so after the the League Cup performances, and particularly that interview, which again, I'm, I still think, you know, there's a time and a place, and that really wasn't the time to come out and. Kind of start saying excuses, particularly about kind of not wanting as much of the ball, but it is bearing fruit now. It's kind of tough to it's tough to argue with now that we do seem to be a much a much better team, much more you know kind of condensed like tough to break down team that is now really capable of of taking apart teams in the counter attack, and if that means we've got thirty percent possession, then so be it. There's there's not going to be that many teams that we play. In division where we are going to be expected to be completely on the front foot, it's just a different, a different league now. Traditionally, you would look at county. County are now trying to play, you know, undiluted milk ball and knock the ball about with all the kind of shitty half arsed loan players that they've signed. Um, even even McInnes, who's traditionally a bit of a hammer thrower, you can see trying to do something a little bit different. That there just aren't going to be teams against us that will sit in their own. Their own box and expect us to, you know, to take it from side to side and and build something up. So more often than not, I actually feel pretty confident that we'll be able to sucker punch teams like that. It, it just seems like what we're made to do and what we've had done to us in the past when we've tried to to go the other way. Um, and I can hear myself talking there. So um, and uh, I think it just makes such a such a difference that to have signed for a plan and for that plan now to be to be working out. It's it's kind of uncharted territory.
2: Yeah, I think in the early games in the league, like um, we had unfortunate red card, well penalties and the red card against Aberdeen, but you could kind of see what, like especially in that Motherwell match, there was that performance there, and you saw what we were wanting to do, and and it's good to see that we've now got these two results where like people who were sitting on the fence or people who were against Romans and are kind of coming along now. Like, there's a few people that are happy to hold their hands up and say, like, okay, maybe I judged them too early. Um, but it is, it is refreshing to see us win like that and, like, actually seeing the whole plan in place. Like, you kind of got Goodwin's plan, but, like, he couldn't. You see what he wanted to do, but it never really came to fruition. And when it did, like, the following week, it disappeared. But that's been too really confident performances in a row um, where we've got maximum points off the past two games and um, there's times when you would would see like, oh, I can kind of see what we're doing we're only picking up a point here and there and that really costs us when we are pushing towards that top six. So maybe, like I said, we we need to get the passports out. I think I said that on the Discord.
0: (laughs) Aye, Aye. We will not be playing League Cup football next year. Until the knockout stages. Ah, so wait,
2: so we don't need to worry about that group and how it's like built up to be against the big teams. So I just...
0: will just use, we'll just use mm-hmm. the Europa League qualifiers this pre mm-hmm.
2: You,
3: um, you would mentioned Andrew about an interview um, on on with Dermot O'Carroll De on that subject.
1: Yeah, um, I think it was maybe the the Totally Scottish Football Show or something where O'Carroll was talking about the the Motherwell game being the better performance out of the that game and Dun United, but there very much was the feeling that the scoreline against Dun United was was coming, was kind of in the offing for a while. And I think I uh, you can just tell looking at the team, everybody in the team knows, like to a man, what's expected of them and like they're executing like perfectly at the moment. And looking back at Goodwin, there maybe wasn't always that just that clear understanding of what was expected of them and yeah everybody just seemed to pull in the same way fucking knowing what to do and when and ah, I was just yeah like you said passports get them looked out.
3: <laughs> I feel like Goodwin was good at putting bits of those performances together you know he was he was really good at making us really hard to break down you know I think back to like the, the Rangers performance at home where they one because of just that Barisic free kick, which I mean you could can, you can't stop it just is what it is, and that day was 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 so impressive in terms of how well drilled the team was, what we were doing. It was it was so obviously deliberate. The way Goldson was been able to carry the ball for 30-40 yards, but panicking because he had nowhere to put it once he got over our halfway line. But we didn't have that ability to capitalise on that. You could see Goodwin towards the end of his time getting really frustrated about. Try to get us to press that the games that we won, we, we did kind of finally press, and he, he was like, you know, telling individual players when to run. I, he was losing the mind. Of, I can't remember if it was Erwin or Dennis or, or however it was, but I can remember one particular occasion where he was just losing his mind, Erehan as well, like at the Air United game in the Cup. So there was the kind of shoots of that kind of thing, but it wouldn't ever happen at once. And what we seem to have now under Robinson, and it's, it's early days, but you can only talk about what's what's happened so far. It just seems to have clicked together. The defence is now solid. We just don't look as if we're going to be picked apart. I think Carson grows in confidence with with every game. And a lot of that will be because he knows he's got a good defence in front of him. Um, I'd read your blog, Andrew, where you talked about dropping the two wide players much deeper. At times when you're playing against a team like Dundee United try to be with their possession. And we're capable of doing that. But much more than that, we've then got the options further up the pitch. We've got the ability... To get the ball there, it's not just a hit and hope and trying to live off a second balls. It's we know where such and such is going to be. The, the third goal is maybe the perfect example of it. Not to, to skip ahead, but Kilty gets into that space. He knows that Brophy's wide of him, and Brophy is it his first touch or his second touch, touch. S- no, sp- spreads it straight to mm-hmm. Graves. He knows exactly where Greaves Greaves going, and that's that's not by chance. That's because players are being coached. And how to deal with specific situations, and we are staying solid enough so that when those things come up, it's an extra goal. It's not as trying to chase an equaliser or something else. It's just, to me, and maybe I'm just being a bit optimistic. It just seems like a, a bit of a step up from where we have been. Well, right.
2: When we when we spoke to Alex Greve, which is a few podcasts ago, if you want to listen to it, um, we asked them about like the main differences between like Goodwin and. Um, Robinson and he said essentially that he said there wasn't much difference but then he went on to say that the training's a lot better and uh, they actually work on shape and stuff so you can kind of see that that is like working whatever they're doing in training and it is having a result on the pitch um, we will talk about like sort of individual performances like in a wee second but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the, the actual game itself and the moments and I think we'll talk about the the penalty decision that well, that wasn't a given. Hundred um, percent a handball, and the fact that we've like two matches this season uh, given away penalties for handballs. You think that's what referees are looking at? And like, surely that should have been given.
3: Aye, uh, y-
0: yeah. you seen it? Even like straight up for the backer, where everybody was on the ground was sitting, up, everybody kind of just assumed it had been given. I think. I think it was it strain that hits the ball off him. Kind of yeah. looks as if he stopped playing because he just assumes I'll oh, give it. It's a penalty. I mean,
1: to be honest, that both teams did that as well. That half the Dundee United team turned their back as if like, right, we've got a penalty to contend with now. And I don't know. Am I'm, I I'm, I'm right in saying that was the the referee's? Who, I can't remember his name, but am I right in saying it was his first Premiership game? Which kind of seems to be a bit of a recurring theme for us. We are kind of a bit of a. I don't know a, a work experience thing for for young refs at the moment, and I think Saturday again against Hibs so we're getting a, a first timer, but no, aye. Aye, it's quite a few decisions just which seem obvious for both ways to be honest. But there's few decisions where you just think, "How am I seeing this and that ref isn't no, aye. The, I mean, the linesman's recently. got to
3: oh. linesman's got to contribute there as yeah. well, like with yeah, the aye, ball. like that's that's really basic. Basic stuff. I mean, sometimes you can understand things like that being missed and they the kind of heat of the moment. But it's out wide. It's not as if there's a, a flurry of bodies between the linesman and who's there. And I can't remember what which um, which Dundee United player it was, but his I arms can't up. Even I mean, pronounce the lad's name. Yeah, I mean, his his
0: arms like up and out. It's not. He would have been the, the, sent off because he was already booked.
3: Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a really confusing one. I. We've said it so many times before, there's not some warped anti-Paisley agenda going no, on out no. there or whatever, the point I was just, a just about decision.
2: To, this is the point I was just about <laughs> to bring up. When are we going to stop saying these as referee errors and actually see for the clear bias and agenda that is happening here? The,
0: referees, had, the referees just didn't, again. Like general, had a really good weekend. It's <laughs> really, really good calls actually.
1: Barr's going to fix it though, it'll be fine.
0: Oh, Aye, Va- varo fix that wee did up put thing well. No sending off Baldwin and Callahan for. i trying to probably <laughs> kill two people, but.
2: I mean, yeah, I, I I'm, they... I'm kind of looking forward to VAR just to see how they'll talk about like what school the guy in the VAR booth <laughs> went to.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be totally honest, the. The two sets of fans that are shouting the loudest for getting VAR in are going to be the fans that are in for the the rudest awakening mm-hmm. when it does come in, which, in that regard, will be good fun. But, ach, it's going to be a nightmare.
0: I,
2: it's just like I, I'll admit, I haven't watched English football in a long time, but I've been watching a couple of games this season just with them um, being in the shop and stuff. And VAR takes it right out the atmosphere, doesn't it? Like, as soon as a goal goes mm. in, it goes to the VAR check, and everyone can it. Hey. It's really
0: boring. It's it's Like that was when I, it was the Motherwell game last year, the four two one when Linus took his arms off before the game. <laughs> I was then watching uh, Man United, and Leicester, and Leicester scored what should have been a winner with ten minutes to go, and that was it. Like it just went straight to bar after the celebration. You've got folk piling on top of each other celebrating what like they've never celebrated in their life, and then. Uh, just two seconds later, you just have it taken away from you. It's shite. It just ruins the flow of the game. And for as much as decisions that the penalty call on Saturday is annoying. And on another day, if it's a game that finishes 1-0 in d United and it stops us getting a point, then aye, you'll moan about it. But uh, it's not for me. I hate it. I
3: don't mind it in general. and I, I'm sure I've said this, this thing before, but for the Champions League and for the Premier League, we are talking about like the bottom place team getting 150 million quid and it being the difference between teams getting bought out for 4 billion quid if they get in the Champions League a couple of times or whatever. I can understand it. like You're protecting a massive investment at that point and it is just a different thing. I'm so gutted. I, I, I don't mind VAR in those circumstances. It's not great, but it is what it is. And I just feel like we should have made a stand in Scotland. I just think we're like there's such a place for us to stand up as like the last you know, the, the last kind of bit of the last corral, the last bit of the wild west where that kind of shit doesn't apply where, it, you know you just got on with it and I honestly think there was like a marketing opportunity there that's now been mm-hmm. been lost with folk that are going to be so turned off by like the ultra sanitised Premier League football you're getting where there's like 15 minutes of our breaks and, and whatever else and I think we've just turned our back on that and far beyond that, like the amount of grounds even in the top flight where you can't get a good TV angle Mm -hmm. and you're now expecting there to be six far cameras making consistent decisions and there's no scoreboards other than Celtic and and Rangers that will show decisions and I don't even know if if they will and and whatever else Like it's just wild it's going to get so much worse before it gets better mm
0: -hmm. our scoreboard runs power points so
3: when, when, I was
1: going to say decision, and then the actual decision will be behind that wee blank panel. I was going to say, if that comes in, are we going to fix that little square of dead pixels on the screen, or will that?
3: I've heard the software engineering department in first year at UWS have been hard at work on that for the last six months.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was a good point I never even thought of, was the camera angles, like the, the... The amount of times you see an offside de- decision, and you see the replay like three times, and then you watch like the the highlights, and you're like, there's not a camera angle there that will tell me if that's offside or not. Like, mm. how are they going to get around that? And
3: and like shitty grounds as well, like Fur Park,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which has like two thirds of a stand. you build in like a new but a scaffolding to stick a camera on to get extra. Like it's just, it's a bit of a farce. Anyway, we should,
2: we should we should. We've won a game, and so far we've spoke about referee decisions and <laughs> uh, VAR. Um, more, we'll talk about the goals men. and yeah, RoboCop like outstanding. What a, what a guy! And if this is what Robinson can do under him, man, like I'm excited.
0: Aye, it was the first goal was brilliant, but let's I think we'll touch on it again for the second goal as well, when which was a constant theme all day. See the difference it makes in your team having powerful runners that mm. run straight through midfield. You've got aye. man mountains like Mark O'Hara that are six foot four, built at the side of the house that can run the length of the park at pace and set up chances at that. And to be honest, another first one took when obviously we're talking about the first goal now. Like aye, the past does take a flick off, I leave it, but it absolutely deserved the stroke of luck that we got for it. F- between Main's movement, O'Hara's running. It was, it was brilliant and good to see he's put the team put a team to the sword on a counter-attack it was an unbelievable finish as well for him. Mm-hmm. He just it was one that I kind of always refer back when I think about Curtis Bainty that chance in the 0-0 game against Celtic last season when he was I think when it was at Henderson played him clean through and he shit his cell at the same exact same distance as he was the other night eh, as he was at the weekend Shitty sell. hit it straight at the goalie powder puff and then fast forward a year. Look at that. the finish was brilliant. It was a proper guy who looks as if he could score fifteen goals a season. Confidence finish.
3: The finish at the tail end of last season. Yeah. The the one that he roofed with his left foot, just that was the, the moment for me It just felt like he was a different a different player at that point. In any of the previous matches he's played, I don't think he's doing that. And he seems even having had the surgery and a little bit of a layoff, he seems to have come back in with that that confidence. Again, a, a bit of a swagger, really, and um, kind of bullying folk again, which is what he's he's there to do. And, and I think he'd, he'd gone just a little bit quiet. He was maybe just a bit defeated towards the towards the end of last season, and he's he's got a bit of life in him again. And I didn't think I would say this at any point, but Mane and younger it does not strike me as a bad strike for No, <laughs> I think Aunggad
1: um, deserves a massive shout out for Saturday. Yeah, um, the second goal in particular, obviously, it's made. For, by Mark O'Hara's run, I think O'Hara picks the ball up about 30 yards from our goal uh, and just picks out Ayunga with a, a beautiful pass and it's kind of everything about Ayunga in a wee three second distillation, it's like a wee bit of skill falls down a wee bit, manages to get the ball to main and again it's a, it's a very very cool finish and I I, th- I think I think I maybe even said it in the last pod that I saw it as Ayunga and one other who may or may not have been main but like you say, I, 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 a in main for me is a very on the basis of Saturday anyway. is a very good strike force. I'd be happy with that being being up to going forward. Mm.
2: Uh, obviously, I think we'll go on to a wee bit later about like possible p- players leaving. Like we know, we've kind of went over budget, especially bringing in. Um But with main seeing what he can do alongside a younger you wouldn't be too angry if um, if it was Brophy was the one that ended up going when we kind of thought it probably would have been Maine?
0: Aye, I don't think I'd be against Brophy gone to be honest for, for the investment that he's been for us considering how much we pushed the boat out to get him, you know, we were competing against Hibs, Aberdeen, teams like that. I, I do like him, don't get me wrong, like I do like him if you go back and listen to stuff I've said all the way through last season, like I, I do, I really do like the guy, I think he's a good player but uh, for what we are paying, there's probably teams round about us that are paying less for players and getting more out of them compared to it. To the, it I, I just I don't think it's something that I'd like to see us keep doing for another year.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
3: um, I'm with you on on all of that, Sam. If we've got the alternative, I think that's the that's the thing all the way through. We've rushed Brophy back from. Injuries where we've been told he's going to be out for months, and he's back after four and a half weeks, and and never letting himself kind of fully heal injuries because there just hasn't been the the alternative. I mean, think back to last January, February, like Grieve coming into that team
2: mm-hmm.
3: at a point where it was kind of thought that we literally had no strikers at that point, and Grieve was a guy who had played. It's not a dig, but he's a guy that was literally playing like park football almost, like regional football. It's not a criticism. our
0: league.
2: Ah, it's the equivalent of playing for like Albion Rovers, like Santiago then, Munez when he was still playing yeah, in Mexico, and getting Aye. signed up, and you're told that
3: this guy's a project, and you know, he'll, he'll hopefully, earn a deal. And if he earns a deal, you know, we'll give him some full time training and see what happens. And within within a really short space of time, he was our first choice striker until they could rush profit rush back. And it, we're just not in that situation now. And when you're not in that situation. The concept of paying someone what what I would assume is probably our highest wage for the return that you get, it just becomes an easy, you know, an easy equation to to kind of justify away. I, I like Brophy a lot as a footballer, and I think in another in another time and all the rest of it with a a fit run at it, I think he could have been a really really great striker for us because I think he's got he's got all the attributes that you're looking for, and he's just got that selfishness that. Too often, our strikers don't have. You know, he's mm-hmm. only on that part to score goals. Um, if we've then got a younger, who to me seems like, you know, the, the kind of, I'd assume on football manager, he's, he's going to be like almost green as a complete forward. Mm-hmm. He's just got the ability to win headers and run and muscle people off the ball and pick a pass and shoot. Um, once he's your first choice guy, Brophy or main to support him's not that big a not that big a gap and when, when that kind of gap's shortened then Brophy to me kind of makes sense as one that will maybe make way
1: yeah I think I'm I'm kind of disappointed to say that Brophy just doesn't seem like an experiment that's worked and I wish it had and I'm a, a massive fan of him but if that wage can be spread around the team you know it could be a, a couple alone something like that if that can be spread around elsewhere then yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be too too broken hearted to see him go but I'd, I'd be, I, would, I would be disappointed to see him go, don't get me wrong, but I think in a footballing sense, um, yeah, I think it would make sense, to be honest.
2: Before we talk about more sort of transfer business, um, notable mentions for players who were outstanding again, like we've already kind of mentioned, touched on Mark O'Hara and what he does in the midfield. And like, um, as Sam said, someone who will make these runs from midfield, like, um, Keanu Backus again, having another great game. Ethan, playing really well. You know, Ayunga won basically every header he went for and just became a bit of a nuisance, and that's what you kind of want him to do. Curtis Main, you know, I'm disappointed he never got a hat-trick, but, I mean, two goals from Curtis Main against the United away, eh? you... you who thought we were going to say that since last season? Especially when we named one of the podcasts Robbo's Main Problem. Um, we've well and truly been shushed on that one. But
3: um, Such a disciplined performance from Ethan. Yeah. Again, it's Bye. just playing in a system that suits him and with a, a manager that it seems to have clicked with just seems to have made such a, a difference to, to our game. I, I just don't see many three-man midfields in our division that are, that are better than O'Hara Erewhon and, and Bacchus they've got such a great balance to them and they're capable of both like really standing out on both sides of the ball they, they really complement yeah, each yes. other well
1: exactly team of the team of the year all three of them mm-hmm. I think another um, I mean I guess when we were literally just naming the entire 11 but I think Marcus Fraser deserves a massive mm. shout out um, yeah. he, he was great in the kind of right of the back three I think I think a lot of us maybe thought his time here might have been done. Um, I, he kind of played the right of a four which not his best position but didn't, didn't really look great. Maybe tailed off a bit too much and we thought that might be it but I thought he was fantastic on Saturday. It was um, disciplined. It was yeah, he was just it looked great and yeah, I think um, obviously we'll talk about um, Gogic coming in in a wee bit but Having Fraser as an option in the three, I think will be will be brilliant for us.
2: Declan Gallagher aye. as well.
0: Like, he was brilliant. Yeah, aye. He's a, a he's a bit yeah for us. Royce.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of these
3: guys who you can just tell at the time. With all things being fair in the world, would not be playing for someone.
2: <laughs> Essentially, he's went to Aberdeen and it's not worked, and he needs to go to a club that will let him prove that he still the player he yeah, once was and that's where someone he came in is
0: like we're talking about a guy who less than two years ago was playing centre half when we qualified for the Euros and was the main guy in the middle that fucking ragdolled me through two scores 40 goals a season in England Like he didn't become a bad player overnight he became a bad player because he played better shite last year
2: mm-hmm.
0: like every single time he's having to cover for fucking David Bates that kind of, that's no good for anybody like that's going to make anybody look worse if you're playing in that Aberdeen team last year, and he's went and clearly showed, you know, why he got the move to Aberdeen in the first place.
3: Yeah.
0: He's, just, he's just been he's been absolutely brilliant for us, I think, so far.
3: I think there's an irony to that if he'd stayed at Aberdeen in this Aberdeen side with Goodwin being able to to move that about, I think he'd actually perform really well. A bit of stability. Um, he's he's almost kind of unlucky to end up in Paisley. I think it's just a question of of timing. Um, but it's worked in, it's worked in our favour And I think it, it, it may be just this kind of right place mm-hmm. Right time for, for us and him Because enough of those performances Enough clean sheets in a team that's beginning to get a little bit of, a bit of notice and, and you can already see that mood changing a little bit From all the assumptions that we would be the 12th team in the division You can already see a little bit of that turning um, Won't take long for Gallagher if he's starting every week To start getting attention again and being spoken about Um so he's making he's, a kind of big fish in the small pond
0: getting back to the Scotland squad so I'd love to go and watch Scotland and see a Scotland player play at Hamden that is from St Mirren i, would,
2: I, I remember I'd love that. To, um, a Scotland game when Craig Sampson was on the pitch for Scotland so
0: fucking hell man like <laughs> pop on hands
2: but speaking, uh, of, like, speaking of keepers, I was going to let Sam come in with his goalkeeper union and we, we knew it was an uh, edge ball anyway. So on you go, Sam.
0: Uh, well, it just again, it's just another performance that probably shuts a lot of daft folk up. People should probably learn in the time of watching football, you don't judge players off a off a one or two games. And again, like that, that safety fineskin and shot probably just makes the last 10 minutes so much easier if Niskanen scores that, then we're right under the course, you know, you're going to have Mulgrew whipping balls in for the last 10 minutes and who knows, you know, he might have buckled under pressure, it's easily done, might have got their tails up but even apart from the save, you know, coming out, taking cross, he's constantly he's also definitely going to get a shot on target one week, these goal kicks (laughs) because they are outrageous man, but uh, he just, he calms the back line down, you can tell straight away that he's Obviously, he's communicating constantly, doesn't But moan. And, aye, again, looks looked brilliant. And hopefully another another performance that gets folk off his back. Is
3: it Niskanen United's number
0: seven? Aye. So Drew, he's only the... 22. Jesus. Oh. That's, that's a lot of
1: Finnish paper around he had. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is it the save from him that's kind of low-ish to his right?
1: Yeah, uh, very uh, similar to the save he made against
0: County, to be honest. Just that uh, big, one, big one solid he batted at 30 aye. yards. Uh, um, he's getting he's, granite rusts
3: <laughs> even he's saving the first half like you obviously you would expect him to do it but from the, the free kick I think it just tips right. over it's just stuff like that can so easily catch you out particularly if you're not on your day like we do that kind of thing to this Dundee United team low in confidence with one of the shit keepers that they've got in there's every chance that's going in and, and you know the, the game then kind of moves off the back of that whereas just don't similar to Anik I just don't feel concerned about mm-hmm as us conceding, generally speaking. A lot of time, you I know, mean, it's gonna happen, I'm not an idiot, but it there's confidence there. I think the defence is as good as it's been, which I didn't expect, and I don't think anyone did after the kind of kind of drop when Robinson first came in in terms of how many goals we were conceding. But we we look as solid as we've been now under Goodwin, who was by trade, a much more defensive first manager. Um we just look just look solid. I, I, Carson, aside from a couple of kind of flapped crosses and, and whatever in his first first couple of games, I, I don't think he's put a major foot wrong. No. Even the no. even the, the thing that I think there was split blame between him and Dunn for the for the goal at is at Ptodry? Yeah. Um, no. But I mean it's it's kinda of easily done. Beyond that, he's he's not
2: flapping at half chances in a way that we certainly have before. If you're a Dundee United fan, are you, you know a bit angry that that's the keeper Aye. you might go to bring in fucking those two?
0: Nah. Especially considering the money they're apparently paying the two goalkeepers and those guys like they've obviously had Carson on the books, let him go. Xander Clark's still no bit of club. To, to be fair, I think Xander Clark's a bit of shite as well, but he's better than the two clowns that they've got, so nah, they they're in a they're in a bit of bother, I think.
2: And uh, it's always good to get one over the ASOS Ancelotti.
0: Finally. <laughs> finally. Mm-hmm. Look. That, that the
2: first f- time we've beat
0: Jack Rossi. Uh, yeah. Aye. Yeah. And oh, I felt so good shouting at him at the end of the game. He was going to get sacked in the moment. Oh, there was also. Uh, I was waiting to mention it on here. It was a. Uh, I seen it was a clip on Open Goal when Scott Allen was on last week that uh, he said when Jack Ross gets sacked from Hibs there was physios in and Everton crying <laughs> and I was like um, I was like, I was like he does not know he he, he either does not know
2: like, or he does know and thought this be funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that was it was brilliant you could tell in he's he's interview after the game it was deeply hurt at the fact that people that used to chant his name every weekend but
3: It was absolutely uh, peak Jaggers, am I happy with that result? No No I'm not, <laughs> am I going to tolerate those kind of performances in future? Well no, no I'm not, was I aware that there was a players only meeting for solutions? No, I wasn't like, fuck up Jack The so amount funny. of questions
1: that it answers with, I've already answered that question and it's like, some of the, the things that like Robinson has said interviews and get absolutely battered for and Jack Ross is this like shining light of what we once had and it's like if Robinson said half the stuff Jack Ross has said in interviews I think have been crucified and hey listen
0: Andrew let's not forget that Steven Robinson is the guy who should have been to the Jack Ross school of PR so Aye. <laughs> do, you,
2: do you know what um like a, a complete like level of shadenfreude here is like if he has he been sacked or is it still all rumours that he's away
0: no, he's, he's staying. No, he's confirmed he's staying. Oh, he's staying. Yeah.
1: But
2: see if he does get sacked for that job. There, there's nowhere really
1: that, that's a eye.
2: that's going to take him. Like, you're going to get like a Falkirk or maybe a Dundee because they fucking pull out wild ones every now and then. Or he goes down like Derek Adams does and like takes a League Two Plymouth or something like that. It, it's it's a tough Isn't one. That
3: bridge is burnt. I think you make an arse of yourself on Netflix, and that's you. I don't. But the annoying I thing is it necessarily gets those jobs. I,
2: the, the annoying thing that the Netflix series, so I was just going yeah. say, the Netflix series. It doesn't come across as the bad one in that. That's totally yeah, no, the no, chairman. He actually comes across as like he points out the mistakes they're making. And you go like the yeah. whole well Grigg thing. Like he called it. Said he's just, not good enough for this money, and then they pay for that money. So that's it. Does how well the sneaky bastard? They'll fucked is, it at Wembley twice. That is true. So. He, he, he can't even fucking win finals, and we know
3: that. I was absolutely convinced that he was going to take the Queen's Park job mm. before coil Coyle. I just thought that that kind of job has Jack Ross written all over it. Um, in terms of where I think he's he's potentially going, I was really surprised actually that he got the the Dundee United job. But once he did, I was I was pretty confident he was going to do well up there. They've got a good squad,
0: or, or the,
3: there are good players in that squad. I should say.
0: I think that the big thing that I don't get why they didn't sign him is like, we've signed Gogic to play centre-half, apparently. They badly need a guy like Gogic in centre-midfield and they've just let him go to us for Bye. whatever reason. I don't know if it's maybe like Jack Ross no offering him a contract because he had him at Hibs and it didn't end well at Hibs. I, I don't know if there's maybe like they don't like each other, but he's absolutely... I know we're going to talk about Gogic for <laughs> an hour, I just can't kind of believe teams like a team like Dundee United that they pick him up. They mm-hmm. they'll struggle with a bigger guy in midfield, but fucked in the United
2: and fuck Jack Ross. Uh, how was Jamie McGrath?
0: Pish. Brilliant. Was he the at- two time he touched <laughs> the ball? As,
2: I, I didn't I because think, I was watching it in the shop. I, I really didn't notice him, or he don't mentioned in the commentary.
1: I just I don't think he's helped by people's insistence on so just playing him out wide, like he Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a massive Jeremy McGrath fan, but he just, he wasn't given a chance. And I think, did he come off? At was half he time. off at half-time for Kudrow, for was it? Um, Who spent the next 45 minutes just diving every time he got the ball. So that was quite good fun to watch. And uh, I think Charles Dunn at one point just picked him up and put him over the stands, which was quite good fun. Because I just, every time I got the ball, it was one thing in his mind is just go to ground. But yeah, Jeremy McGrath just, I don't, know, I don't know if Ross is the guy to get the best mm. out of him, to be honest. I just don't... It's similar to Mark, like before the season, I thought... I think I'd tipped on the United to finish third. And, you know, who knows what still might happen, but you just look at that team and think, how the fuck are those players Like putting up this performance? Because yeah. there's some disconnect in what should be happening and what is, and it's just... I think,
3: uh, uh, the terrace, um, I think it was the Terrace that said, I, was, I was listening to earlier on had said about Dundee United and the players they've got actually been a pretty good fit for our system. Like so you've got Tony <laughs> Watt playing left wing and you've got Jamie McGrath getting forced to play out wide as well. And you've got Fletcher in the middle with no one around him and Fletcher's your one doing all your running, like Jesus. setting up solid and having a front two where Fletcher and Watt both get the chance to play centrally would potentially really work. But I mean to be fair with with us, Ross took six, seven weeks and a transfer window to to really get where he wanted to get with us, and we played multiple formations in that time, and even what like once he was into a good run, it changed fairly fairly often from a three to a four and and trying other stuff. So it maybe it's just a case of trying to keep his head above water for a little while until he until he settles on something. I he imagine.
1: No. A, sorry. sorry.
3: There you go. No, no just, I just I don't think there'll be by the end of the season. I don't think there'll be in the conversation. Near the
1: bottom or anything, but I don't think they're maybe going to do as well as as expected. I imagine they'll probably the, well, we'll see quite a few signings in the next few days. And then United, like, I think they'll just kind of, I think they're in a position where they're able to throw a bit of cash at the problem and whether that fixes it or not, like remains to be seen. But I don't, it, it just can't stay this bad for them. Surely, we I mean, wouldn't be good if it did because it's it's fun to watch. But especially I Jack Ross, because yeah. fuck
2: Jack Ross, despite what Mark says. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, Alex Gogic, he's returned. And then what do you know in what fashion he's returned when he's came back and he's actually not only said it was because the fans sending him messages, the fact he's actually pinpointed so it's like yeah. not even just saying I came back for the fans. He actually has because he's pinpointed the fact that someone sent him that video <laughs>
3: From very like, old, very nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Alexi Gogic <laughs> That was Mark Jordan. if you want to cancel him. And um That's not worth cancelling. I've said many things that are worth cancelling. That's not <laughs> who knows. Uh, and um the one with the guy with whose son had the sign at the Cypress Northern Island game. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and um, it means that you've probably seen all the stuff that we put out. Like um, the guy who was tweeting, like, a picture of <laughs> Alex his head on things every day. <laughs> it was, a, it was you like, hope that's like, go back to him. Oh, 100% yeah. it has.
1: Frankly, the it... fact that he's seen all that and still came back. And do you know what's quite funny, Matt?
2: <laughs> like, signs that, like, this pod... Like, the amount of times we've talked about him on this holiday and the fact that he said that the players were saying the same thing... <laughs>
3: Yeah, the the unseen misery hand that mm-hmm. infects everything. In terms uh, of like a community effort, I would say that getting Goggich back is better than buying the club. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: it,
0: also, it also helped that all of us kept believing as well.
2: Hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. And there's no messages in that group chat that say that they're they're over it now. Nah. When are you getting your tattoo, you? that Seven is true because because like. You, you did say you, you. I'm pretty sure you literally said 100% I will get this tattoo
1: uh, yeah I'll, I'll happily do that cool um, can, you, can it please be his face smiling
3: and then a speech bubble that says very good very nice
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him lifting the Scottish Cup when he does that in May
2: is it going to be our cap? Oh, yeah, so if, if we
1: get anything do with it now, now that we know the influence we have that's true <laughs> Having also now
3: discovered his Instagram, I feel like I could really, really enjoy this season with like the, the picture in the swimming pool where he's got his wife's head in places his own. Mm-hmm. And in and, and separate, if you translate it, the caption is, if this is too sexy, I delete. <laughs> absolute, that could know. be the
1: tattoo then, if this is too sexy, yeah. I delete. Yeah, get out that.
0: <laughs> Perfect. In separate. <such>, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when people go, well,
2: what does that mean?
0: <laughs> like, Don't you worry
1: about it.
2: But uh, <sighs> it is great to see Alex Gogic back. It, we, we really did think it was over and that wasn't going to happen. So, yeah. Um, and it looks like that we're actually going to probably play more as a defender, um, which unfortunately ha- means that Joe Shaughnessy looks like he's leaving. Aye, uh,
0: that'll, that's that'll hurt a A guy who we relentlessly defended. Mm-hmm. I think our group chat still has the description that says Joe Shaughnessy fan, fan club.
2: Yeah.
0: Aye, I. I think it's a, a a big loss in terms of that he's obviously a, a massive leader, clearly a big influence in addressing him and over his time for his, he's been a great defender. But I think I said it when I tweeted it. It's not a disaster that people make it out to be. Now that we're a, we're thinking that we're in a good enough place we can let a guy like him go that kind of shows to me the level that we're hoping to aim for I, I, I will miss him I'll miss his runs up front but I think can I, I've seen a few folks say that oh, Gallagher's older Gallagher is I think seven months older there's, there's no difference it? and if i have been honest Gallagher is a better defender as well yeah
1: I think if we take all kind of heart out of it, because obviously I'll, I'll be really gutted to see him go. He's been a pretty much my favourite player since he's been here. But um, if we take all heart out of it, it's it does make sense. that kind of respect the club for making these big decisions, these potentially um, unpopular decisions that that I think will ben- benefit. But I mean, doing it kind of as we go into a game against Hibbs, I think. The amount of goals he's got against Hibs. I think we've just given Hibs about six, seven points. So maybe that's not great. But other than that, um, I just I hope I hope he leaves in good terms with the club and mm-hmm. all that. Because, um, yeah, it's sad to see him go. But I don't think it makes sense if we kind of get down to the kind of brutalness. But, yeah, it'd be really sad to see him go.
2: I can't believe we sponsored the shirt this year.
1: Idiots. Uh, what happens
0: now? Uh, did, did, you, did you get? Do you still
2: have your receipt? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to, I'm, I, I, I think obviously we'll get a list of players that are still available. But see if it's like Olazania or Reed. Like, I um, uh, will. I may be asking for that money back.
0: Nah. <laughs> Just give us Sean his shirt.
2: Oh,
0: reckon uh, if the options here, we'll definitely sponsor Keenan Offord. I think he'll be there. Take him um, or. Trevor Carson, please.
2: <laughs> that space above your wall there looked perfect for it. <laughs> hey, that,
3: I think that, with, space, um,
0: there'll be a lot of Trevor Carson memorabilia up in here.
3: <laughs> with um, with at no point since he's been here have I ever thought that there's defenders. Do I you mean that he's someone I would be willing to to let go? But at the end of the summer, we would have signed an international separated defender, an international Scottish defender. And we've now got the capability to play right-sided centre halves at right side and left-sided at left. There just isn't. Do I you mean it's it's kind of almost time to let him go?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And and that way, if he's not going to get the level of first-team football that that he wants, he he's thirty. Like can't sit on our bench for a year. If um if we're going to play another way, and and it, it seems like that's the way it's going to be. So it, it feels like one of those things where it's just the right time. No one has to be annoyed at anyone else. You just have to split up and then start seeing other people. I mean, Uh, he's still
2: still a good defender. He does his job that he set out to do. There's a few clubs in Scotland that will probably benefit from him. He could go down south or he could go back to Ireland. Like, um, I'm very confident he's going to fall on his feet no matter what. Yeah, like when you do look at the team, it's not going to be a big too big a deal of him leaving but it still hurts it does it does hurt right. I think uh, Ross
3: had said in the group chat that you know he's, he's, he's arguably are still our second best defender mm-hmm. and we're playing three we're playing three centre-halves but just the way it, the way it kind of falls down in terms of positions and stuff it's just not it's just not for him
0: I think as well like it does hurt to admit but I think as well it was Ross was the first one that pointed out in our group chat he has got noticeably slower like and that just happens, like sometimes you do see, some. Like I know he's only 30, but you do see sometimes when players get a wee bit older that some will hold on to their pace for longer and then all oh, it takes is just one pre-season and then bang, that's you. Like obviously we've seen how quickly Sam Foley, the best defender at the club, fell off a cliff as well, like I just, it is not, I think if it, teams would maybe target his lack of pace and You can't really have done every week covering for somebody in the middle because they're not fast because then that takes him away from the job that he's doing. And I just no not bad terms, he's been an excellent defender. I will never have a bad word to say about him. I know a few people will probably be happy to see him go. But
3: old uh, captain fools. Before um, before we finish that, just to, to finish it off, just a quick fuck you, Sam, from everyone else on the podcast for once you turn 30 and get a bit
2: older, that <laughs> is <sticking up> right <laughs> out. I don't even notice that. It's the only yes. person who's under 30 on the podcast.
0: Um, I'm only, I think I've still got to be
2: booked.
0: Thank you. Um, you. Well, play use it centre half.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like 10 10 10 right middle
2: <laughs> <laughs> I also like the, the, the Sam Foley best defender in the club reference that is an old school reference from this podcast. Aye, well right. that's,
0: that's what I kinda of joked about with my mate Billy last year. I said when does Alan Poward get to the point where we start playing him at centre half and call him the best centre half at the club despite <laughs> having centre halves that are better at the club than <laughs> I Castanfoly was the best defender at the club when Shaughnessy was there, wasn't yeah. uh, Shaughnessy, McCarthy Aye, that was that was good. I liked that.
2: Uh, but anyway, he went to Motherwell who, And he was going to prove us all wrong
0: I don't know yeah. The two appearances ago, Again the fact
1: that Sam Foley was at Motherwell Totally escaped my mind That I forgot that was a thing That's quite mad. It's
3: the Mandela effect It, just, uh-huh. it didn't actually happen <laughs> You just went straight from us to Tranmere or Workington or whatever it is now Buttle
2: Buttle <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there, might be a chance. Well, there probably will be a few other players maybe leaving this window. Uh, well, we kind of mentioned Brophy. If he goes, like we're still very well covered. I think the fact that we've got Alex Grieve, like yeah, he might not be as good as Brophy was in his prime, but you know, you, you could maybe still see that come from Grieve. And essentially, Grieve really does the Brophy job. Like when he's got the ball, he has one thing in mind, and that's if he's in that position, he will take his shot. It's a, a
3: fraction of the, the cost and yeah. not that different in terms
0: of return mm-hmm. no nah. nah. not at all
2: so like um, then there's the thing maybe I think if Gogic just came in we all kind of thought that that probably meant like Ethan would be away despite that random guy on Twitter or I don't know if uh, maybe Dave's got some that I can't remember <laughs> but saying something along the lines that that must mean that O'Hara's going um,
0: uh, I don't I, it wasn't that he uh... He thinks O'Hara will go. He said he wanted it to be O'Hara that went. (laughs) So clearly, clearly that guy's not watched any of the fucking games we've played.
3: That guy drinks drinks
2: paint. (laughs) 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 Um, Whoever that was. um, What was I saying? I've been thrown off by paint. Um, Nah, but. Oh, yeah, if Ethan went. But um, I think if the fact that Joe Shaughnessy looks to be going. I think we'll be trying to keep a hold of Ethan, and I like. It's one of those ones. That, would you want the, probably the best season we'll probably see out of Ethan, or do you want to cash in on them? Like, what what's worth more to the club? Like, we'll still get nah, you a, a, de- a development fee yeah. at the end of it, but yeah. we're not going to get more than ever. that.
3: Yeah, we're not going to get much more of a than a development fee, regardless. So, it's do you want this season or do you want a ten or twenty percent sell on? Yeah, it's a good at some to- point in yeah. this. There's just no
2: guarantees with any of that stuff, like, and I, there's also the chance that you might go to America. Like, who was that that went from?
0: John McGinn nearly went, nearly yeah. done us as well.
2: And
3: Chris Cadden Card- went to well, mm-hmm. it, went to Columbus from Motherwell, so he didn't have to pay a fee, and then went straight to Oxford.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, Cadden was a strange money laundering exercise. you will oh. never convince me <laughs> otherwise, but
3: <laughs>
0: nah, I, like other. I, I'd like to see if if Boffy went bring him another I mean I don't think we really need another striker that would leave us with offered. I think it's just a left hand, a as a left well, hand like side. he's Aye. an option there's, there's, although, there's although, although did get injured when no one was near him and broke his own toe and I've been trying to think of ways that that's happened like he's done a step <laughs> over and fucked his toe <laughs> the drift or something <laughs> he's started to control the ball and he's just missed it he's planted his toe into the deck but I think all joking aside, the only position I'd like to see is go for some days left wing back for yeah. a bit of cover for Tanza, but even at that, that. Like, Richard Tate again on Saturday put in another mm-hmm. 7 out of 10 like he usually does, but aye, you don't want him playing a lot of
2: games out there. As, normally I would say it'd be good to maybe explore the loan market, but it's also mm-hmm. quite nice the fact that we've not done that and we've signed positions where we don't have that thing where we've got a a good loan player but who's just going to leave at the end of the season or we're stuck with like a Brandon Mason or something like that It's, it's-
3: I think once we pay for a full time head of recruitment at the club
2: mm-hmm.
3: there's a there's just a shift there in terms of attitude and it's more about investment you're putting mm-hmm. money in on the expectation that you're going to get money out so you're bringing in guys on two year deals or three year deals if you can and try to get that good year out of them and then maybe you know one more contract and then a sale or, or something else instead of loan where you are just making money for for others it, it makes sense you know if, if we got to the end of the window and we had a couple of big gaps then absolutely get a couple of loans in and fill that and get better players than you could afford otherwise but if you've got the benefit of a whole summer to fill your squad and you've done it then protect your own investments
2: mm-hmm. no I totally agree and we will be back after this hi I'm Alex Grave and you're listening to Misery Hunters thanks Alex now, Mark has his um, conveniently coloured shirt. Is that is that for Dave's appearance?
3: It's actually a very loud pink. It looks
2: red on it's, the screen. It's not, it's, yeah. um,
3: it's Aberdeen's third kit this year. Dave, Dave signed it for me. <laughs> and uh, handed it over
2: just before he went on Graham Spears' podcast. The posh boy ever. I would hope that um, see that Andy Dorman Ballandor account that edited the video with your voice on it I'd like him to edit that podcast if just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: just all you need to do is if you want the guy that runs that page to edit that video just message Craig Divine. <laughs> and,
2: and ask him if he's got Sam Smith's number yeah because uh. it's 100% <laughs> Sam As. if it's not Sam it's Billy that's the only thing he's pal Billy that's
0: uh. Can not be because he sits right in the middle where Craig sits? So,
2: someone, t- someone took a photo near the front, it could be anybody. And but that, like, that photo was taken two seconds after Craig had left my shop. So, unless he was like fucking speeding, like fucking like light speed, it's no Craig. We'll get that. But Sam we'll was out of the game and he could easily have just positioned himself to take a photo and then go away and go, It wasn't. Look, I
1: think great. we can agree, whoever he is, he's a legend.
0: So it's clearly a very, a very good guy.
1: <laughs> unless it's Sam, um, in which case I've been. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or
2: it might be everybody's favourite, Christy Ian, but we don't know.
1: Good, good situation has name in this podcast. <laughs> good man.
2: <laughs> but, anyways, is, is Dave with you, Mark? Has he passed over some juicy data? Hey, hello, Jamie. How are you? <laughs> it's good. Well, uh, f- I remembered your name this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40 you from Edinburgh, but I've just
3: been on
1: the Graham Spears podcast. Ah. How was that? Shite! <laughs> oh,
3: the, the line seems to have dropped. That's, uh, no. that's unfortunate, but he, <laughs> did, um, he did send me over some, some data before I left, so it's all good. Bit of a, bit of a strange one this week. There's a, a couple of the the standards that Munchite takes to get through, and then there's a a metric ton of shite old firm text to get through on the subject of banning away fans from the Smyzer stadium. Uh, but we'll get the we'll get the Summer ones out of the way first. Uh, debut appearance for Harry Carswell for the the one eighty from saying it'll have to be a high earner that's leaving the club before bringing Gogic in and looking at Josh Reed and then five minutes later responding to someone who said, you know, maybe we've just got a bit of room in the budget left by saying, Well that's rational thinking. We don't do that here. <laughs> if you dug yourself out in the space of five minutes, sorry, congratulations, Addy That was good. Uh, second up, uh, long time entrant but first time appearance for Gordon Nicholson. Congratulations on on making the cut this time, Gordon. Someone called Kyle Reed mentioned Marcus Fraser, and then somewhere in the ether, Gordon Nicholson thought that Kyle Reed was talking about Dylan Reed. But that Dylan Reed was actually Josh Reed. <laughs> <laughs> said, Seriously, what has Reed actually done to tweet about Marcus Fraser, apart from having the same name as you, and then tried to explain that it was Josh Reed, and then eventually, like 20 minutes later, crumbled and said, I've just made a complete ass of it. So good on fun. you. Yeah. yeah, good on you, God. It was a solid effort. Uh, Lee Johnson gets in for hiring a sniper to come in and tell Hibbs how
1: to hit the target. Fucking moron. <laughs> <no> <laughs> Did he not, not release an app this week as well? Yeah, he, he said a, he's got his he own app that all nice these athlete.
3: snippets of his own insights and that, motivational uh, stuff. Because that,
0: that has a really reminds me of the app and see the move of the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Palmer, but it's his own app <laughs> the, back the, the back head. of head <laughs> <on> the head. <laughs> <face back.
3: laughs> I'm, I'm getting increasing Michael Scott vibes off of, off of Lee Johnson. He definitely nice. quotes people on the on his whiteboard in the dressing room and then writes the person's name and then Lee Johnson underneath it <laughs> I had a dream Martin Luther King hyphen Lee Johnson <laughs> <laughs> definitely happening uh, John Saints 22 makes it in for uh, for saying I'm sorry and I suspect I'm on my own here if it had not been for JR we would have been where Wraith went and Falkirk and Dunfermline now are you are, Five? you are on your own there John No, no one cares literally no one cares
0: yeah, fuck Jack Ross on Saturdays only. Right.
3: I don't know how many times we have to say this. You can have enjoyed the Jack Ross era and have fond memories of it and still think it's hilarious to absolutely tank him in his own patch with one of our former players in the starting lineup. Get it up him, get mm-hmm. it up them, and get it up you, John, but mm-hmm. please continue to <laughs> engage with us. Uh, Alan Cassidy on Twitter for. Uh, I'm not going to read the song out, Alan. But uh, Aye. yeah, yes. just uh, a quick uh, a quick tip: if you're going to write songs about players on Twitter, maybe just stick to talking about things that they're good at, and not their race. Aye. That would be uh, that would be ideal. But you have deleted it, so at least at least you. It, it, was, it was sh- deleted
2: it, then doubled down and said, "I can't believe my song's been kiboshed
0: Yeah, <laughs> there was clearly no harm in it, but I just he's a fucking brain, Aldo.
2: Yeah,
3: there's there's plenty of other one syllable words that you can fit.
2: But the thing is, see, when you, see, like I'm not going to read it out. But see that middle sentence; it doesn't need to be there. You could write, "He's big, he's fast, leaves defenders on their arse, It works, but that middle sentence like, uh, it doesn't yeah. need it doesn't, to be there.
1: It doesn't scan as a piece of music. That's the that's the real issue here. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, go back to the Lewis Morgan song. You, you couldn't really have. He's a star man. He plays in black and white, and also he's white. <laughs> <laughs> so the same is true of other races. Alan. maybe just keep that in mind for the uh, for future. Uh, again, Jock MD, I think, on black and white army. Again, I was frustrated and disappointed. We didn't wear our striped jerseys yesterday. Oh. Our home strip is our principal identity. It should be worn as much as possible. What is the club doing? Come winter, wearing the black jersey is not ideal in a midweek game at night as players would find it easier to, ident- <laughs> it easier to identify out the corner of their eye a black and white jersey with white shorts.
0: <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> see they... He's obviously talking about the games in the middle of winter at night. See they big four towers that are around the stadium. What are they again? Is it the floodlight things that help people see? Like, fucking hell, man.
1: It's weird how many fans have a a bee in our bonnet about home and away kits. I, Man, who gives a On fuck the list away? of things to care about in mm-hmm. football, it like, doesn't even register to it's me. Like
0: I don't, Especially po- when. Build on on Bovro, like, we get it, mate. You designed a kit that isn't as nice as the two kits that we've got now. Just get it. It's fine. Just move on, mate. Like, like That away kit is
2: by far the greatest away kit we have ever had. It's the best the past kit 20 we've years ever had? But, like, Wear it as much as we can.
3: Wait yeah. wear it every week. Um Jock M D definitely has to go down to the library to go on the internet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's he doing now that the library's gone. oh no, it's now at the lagoon, isn't it?
3: Yeah, he's down at the lagoon for his ten minutes on black and white army <laughs> three times a week. <laughs> uh, special shout out to everyone that bit on Sam's most obvious bait of all time about Doug Sumner on the Facebook group, including Stephen Kerr for saying thank you for confirming why children shouldn't be allowed on social media. <laughs> I don't know in what world that's passed but...
0: Oh, if I'm no, I'm 23. It's I mean, he's so very much a child of the podcast, so... Yeah. You were also yeah. right. Curtis speak yeah. better than Doug Sumner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Doug Sumner's fucking 71. Of course
3: he's fucking better than him. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Stephen, for confirming why old people shouldn't be allowed on social media. Eh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we might be getting down to that point where we have to start talking about the stupid people on both sides of Glasgow because (laughs) this has been a bumper week for shite takes on social media. I don't even have the main guy's account here anymore but Nick something, something on Twitter for some reason is sitting on our club website in incognito mode while at his work. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't take a screenshot but takes a photo of his big dirty computer monitor and thinks he stumbled upon the scoop of a lifetime in an initiative that's two months old and was announced in a press release two months ago and has been mentioned in every every news outlet from from here to Dundee. But apparently it's now it's now news and he steams in and that unleashed the hordes across a. Uh, across both sides of Glasgow so I've, I've just got a selection here of, of some of the the shittiest and daftest comments and then you can pitch in where you want uh, a guy called Andy M said that, that it's sad that people are being banned from away fans are being banned from entering a stadium to which someone said I'd imagine anyone who's got a ticket for the away end will be allowed entry and the guy replied <laughs> by saying well I would hope so but if they're stopping us and I hope they ain't well we should do the same the guy, the first guy with the patience of a saint says, they're not stopping you. You get the same allocation that we do when we play there. And then this guy said, I never said they were or stated that. I was just saying, if they do ban us, then we should also ban them. Plus, I don't go to away matches. So <laughs> <laughs> dickhead. Uh, Sean Cole. Oh, see, since we're taking a pound view on it, well, the voluntary contributors also cover lost earnings on programmes and pies. And the pubs and bookies and surrounding
0: areas. Nice. Uh, that's that's, that's almost as so. good as that's up there. I, I don't know if Dave's left it, but that's almost as good as the guys that think like, we're losing like eight million quid because we're not selling a few <laughs> extra tickets.
1: It's also I remember this was this was a this was when we took the stands back. I remember seeing a tweet about how we were we were banning working class people from going to football. So just all the yeah. things we're being accused of, like paying money to ban old firm fans, paying money to let seats lie empty rather than have an old firm fan in it. Like they're not it's, that's not what's happening, but also I'd happily pay money if that happened to be honest. Yeah. I'd pay money <laughs> to just to make our old firm fans slightly raging. <clears throat> Absolutely. All the things they're accusing us of doing that happily do.
2: But I am gonna like I know you may have some more written down, but I'm just looking at the time of what we're recording that and I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe say We're going to continue this conversation over on the Patreon. Can I give a quick shout out to
3: the guy that went and calculated the value of tickets? Yeah, give him a shout out. At SCW 1888, Stephen C.W., officially the stupidest fan in Scottish football, (laughs) who uh, said he did a wee exercise to see how much money had been left on the table and calculated every empty seat in Scotland over the first few weeks of the season despite the fact the two teams we've had in town for those are Motherwell and Ross County. Apparently we've left 175 grand of unsold tickets on the table because we didn't give Ross County enough chance to bring more than 45 fans. Nothing, man. Cheers, Stephen, you absolute fucking moron. <laughs>
2: uh, but thank you, Mark, and thank you, Dave Cormack. <clears throat> Is he still there? Cheers! Ah, there we go. coach. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> But we will continue this conversation over on the Patreon, um, patreon.com forward slash misery hunters. It's £3 a month. You get access to our Discord. Um, you get access and to us. a bonus. Uh, you, well, you get access to Sam, we'll say. Um, <laughs> We uh, put up bonus podcasts and you're also entered into a monthly draw. This month is uh, our new Misery Hunters t shirt, which will be out at the start of September if you want to see what that looks like it's currently on our Discord as well so you get wee sneak peeks of that as well and I have to say it's a pretty good design I am quite proud of it it's a pitch measurehunters.co.uk you can read Andrew's uh, latest blog and you can buy our stuff on there as well Um, but we'll end it at that and uh, fuck Jack Ross
1: fuck Jack Ross
2: I'm gonna be a little bit different here and
3: say fuck Jay Ross.
0: Fuck, oh, he's sweet, stupid assistant, Liam Fox. Sports
3: Social Podcast Network.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at
2: the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.